This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. What is up, everyone? Welcome to The 20 Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That's right. Our show is brought to you by BeatSource, the music streaming service for DJs that play everything. Is that you? No, that's me. Play everything. I love it all. And I love BeatSource because BeatSource has got all the music that you could ever want, even stuff you didn't know you want. We got custom playlists, every genre. We got expert curators. We got intros, outros, and most importantly, we got BeatSource links. So you're able to DJ from the cloud within your hardware, within your software. It's super dope. Try it out. Let me know what you think. You get a 30-day free trial on BeatSource.com, or if you use the code THE20, you get a 60-day free trial. So let me know what you think. Thank you to the BeatSourcers. Thank you to everybody that's been listening you want to uh suggest anything to me give me any feedback i love getting your messages and i get them weekly and i write back to pretty much everybody if i haven't written back i'm sorry but i love talking to you guys hit me on instagram dj spider at dj s-p-i-d-e-r and i will hit you back so thank you guys and uh hit my website if you want to come to any of my shows sometimes you guys have been coming to my shows and i really appreciate it so in april i got a bunch of stuff coming up i love to see you guys out there um, and now on today's show, I'm excited to play this for you guys. We just recorded. We've got someone on here today that is representing the younger generation of DJs. I know. I know I'm an older DJ. I know I get these old fogey DJs on here. No, I'm just kidding. We, we get legends. But uh, we want to have someone on that's putting in the work. And although I may be probably 20 years older than this guy, uh, we discover that we are really cut from the same cloth and we... Just share a love of DJing, which then, you know, goes to sharing a love of all types of things DJing related. So uh, he was born and raised in Texas. He's 24 years old now, but he's been doing it since he was 12, which is pretty nuts. And he has a weekly or not a he has multiple weekly radio shows. So he has a a weekly show Friday on Sirius XM globalization, as well as a terrestrial radio show that he does this uh, 15 minute power mix on that is syndicated in like 48 markets. I think he said Um, he's blowing up online from his super dope DJ routines on TikTok DJs. Listen to that TikTok get on. Uh, and on Instagram and all the different platforms. Um, he makes really dope edits and remixes that everybody's playing, including Little John. We found out is playing his remixes. So uh, we hear on that on this episode. Uh, but he does all that for DJ City and Beat Source uh, weekly. He's uploading new stuff. I play his stuff. It's really dope. You got to check it out. And uh, really, above all, he's just a genuine dude that loves DJing for all the right reasons and that's why it was so much fun to get to know him better and talk to him on this episode so please welcome to the show DJ Mark Cuts. all right we are in here it is the 20 podcast and we've got the young gun the man himself DJ Mark Cuts in the house. What up, Spider? What up, man? What up? And he is literally in the house, you guys. Mark Cuts lives in Texas and flew out here just for this. Just got here straight from the airport, straight from LAX to our office in Beverly Hills. And he's flying back out tonight. We were just talking about his residency that he has to go play at. So give it up. Give him mad props. One (laughs) One of the only guests to... You know, take it upon himself to just fly out here. Like this, I had so. to, man. I really did. I love, I love the whole podcast. So I was like, as soon as they told me, I was like, I'm there. 
Yo, flight booked. Don't even, don't huge, even worry man. about it. Honestly, that that means a lot. Really dope. Oh, dude, I think it great. says a lot about your character. And you know, anyone else that didn't do it, it's totally fine. But, <laughs> yeah. But I think there's something that we've talked about this on this podcast over over a hundred episodes, and it was this thing of uh, showing up or being there. And it doesn't always mean physically, but right. It just means showing up and getting things done. And like in a way, this is what it is. You know, like. You're like, I'm coming out and doing it. And that's what I used to say. Like when I wanted Vegas residencies, I'm going to Vegas. I'm yep. hanging out. They're like, why are you here? You're like, why not? Yep, exactly. I, I'm, I'm paying. I'll exactly. pay a few hundred bucks out of my pocket to go do this. Even if I just make one connection or get inspiration or whatever happens. So yeah, I think uh, a lot of people, a lot of younger guys too, will kind of sometimes forget to do that, man. Like yeah. just do it. Yeah. Just do just it. Just do it. Just do it. Just I, do I mean, it. I know a lot, of, a lot of people are not fortunate to be able to fly wherever, yes. but if you are... And you love this thing, dude. Like, yeah, I've gotten so much good feedback by just going out there and doing it. So. Yeah. Plus, so, I love. I'm an OG beat sourcer, so I had to come. Yes, yes, I had to come. Yeah, but it's really like invest in yourself, uh, type thing, and I think right. that's dope. So, so happy you're here. Dope. And yes, you are part of the beat source uh, DJ City family, and you do so much dope work for them, and you know, so much, so much cool stuff. So, uh, I'm happy to have you on the show and get the perspective of the younger DJs because. You know, sometimes I'm I'm old DJ out here talking to my <laughs> old homies. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it's cool to have you on. And, you know, we finally got – I knew who you were from – uh, the internet and from social media, but we got to actually meet and hang out um, on a Monday in Fort Worth Fort in Worth. January. Yep. Um, yep. And that was really dope. I got to do an industry night uh, at El Chingon, Fort Worth. See all the homies out there. Shout out to Danny West. Shout out Danny. Yeah, yeah. That's the and, that's uh, the man. Danny he's West. The man got to DJ's birthday. Of course, if anybody knows him or has seen him, they know that he did karaoke he of Careless ends Whisper the night on karaoke every <laughs> single time. But I love it. I never get tired of it. No question. Yeah, I, I love it too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm glad to be here, dude. It's amazing. I think. For the most part, I was kind of like hoping to God that I get to come. So as soon as it happened, like I said, I needed to be in the building to so make sure I was feeling. <laughs> I was feeling all of this. I want to make sure I connect and all that. So yeah, I'm glad to be here. Dope. All right. Cool. Well, yeah, we had fun that night. We, you know, we we could have recorded the probably last hour or so of us hanging out at the club because. The club closed at two, and we just went out to the back patio, and people were, you know, drinking, smoking, hanging, yep. and we just all ended up telling stories and hanging out until yeah. super late. And I'm like, yeah. we should have recorded that. It would have been a fun Oh, that would have been podcast. cool promo. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we were talking about everything from, you know, of course, DJ AM kind of yep. stories to Danny was, like, bringing up all my history and, like, yeah. you got to talk about this and that. Um, so man, the AM story was really cool. You sent me the video the next day of you like approaching yeah. AM and his girlfriend like coming up and I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. I yeah. love AM too. So it's like hearing stories like that are inspiring, bro. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. It was crazy. Last week we had Mojax on, um, and he, you know, lives in the UK and he was like, it's crazy to hear all you guys talk about AM because, of course, I know who he was and I was inspired by him. He goes, a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people here in the UK even know who he is or who he was because 
he never came out there to play or anything. So like some uh. DJs know, but he's not as he's almost like a mythical figure. And I never really thought about it like that. Yeah. I'm like, damn, he was, I guess, bigger here and has that American presence, but not so much. And I know he went and played in Japan and all over the okay, world. Yeah, I was gonna ask, did he? I'm sure yeah, he but went. not not as much. You know, like he would play it like I think he played at like Harlem. Uh, Japan, this like club that would book open format DJs and stuff, but gotcha. not um, uh, yeah, I guess not like touring around. Like right. it's not like it is now, where like it's a producer and they'll go, Fly you know, everywhere. a craze gets a big song and he goes to everywhere in the world and everybody knows him. It's like right, social right. media wasn't the same, um, but it was interesting to hear that Mojax, you know, was like, yeah, he wasn't even that big out here. Wow, um, I know that's like the first time I've ever heard anybody say that. In right. terms of AM, yeah, yeah so it was, I see it how was crazy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he followed him and he knew, but yeah, it was like a different kind of thing. But yeah, that night I got to tell all these fun stories and I told the story about meeting him. And I th I know I've told that story on here before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a YouTube video online if you search uh, DJ Spider, Steve Wonder, and DJ AM and something about Vegas or Bongo Jeans, you'll see us. You'll see me in my, I don't know, probably late 20s or something yeah. meeting him and having awkward situations, learning how to use relative mode. and That's like me now when I approach guys that I've like been looking up to. I'm like, right. I don't know what to say. Let me approach. Should I not approach? Yeah, you were, <laughs> you were just at South by Southwest last week, right? Yeah, You yeah, said yeah. you met uh, Lil John. I met John. Lil John last <laughs> Wednesday, and I froze. I froze <laughs> up. So I went through like three security guys to go talk to him. Finally got the courage to go, and I was like, I'm going to record it the whole time I had my camera. <laughs> but by the time I got to the last security guard, I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't. You put too much pressure yeah. on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then I walk up to him, shake his hand, and I'm like, yo, little John, like, thank you for everything you've done. My name's Mark Cutts. I work with DJ City. He was like, oh, yeah, Mark Cutts. Like, I've played your edits, man. I know who you are. I froze. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say after that. And then he was just like, all right, well, good to meet you. Turned back around to my friends, and I was like, Nobody can talk to me today. <laughs> Lil John plays my edits. <laughs> there you go. So it was so cool. I used Super to need that dope. drop. That's yeah. uh that's so dope. Yeah, he's cool. He's he's a man of the people. You know, like yeah. he's a DJ's DJ and a music person's music person, you know, whatever it is. Right, he, right. Like he knows what's up a hundred percent. But I relate to your feeling because I remember meeting him too. Like yeah. I I did the hundredth episode of this podcast he was on yep. and we both told the story about when we met each other and it was a similar kind of thing where I'm, I remember being in new Orleans and they were like little John's here and I was like, all right, I'm gonna bust out this routine. I do, I'm you know, do the best thing I could ever and, do and right now. ended up meeting him. And, but it was the same thing where I saw him. Then I met him that night and I was like, I'll probably never see this guy again, but that was dope. And then I saw him in the airport and went up and it was similar kind of thing where, you know, it was just like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And, and then they, you know, realize he's just. I never know what to say, man. I mean, I've been meeting a lot of like big DJs like yeah. you. Like I never know how to approach, man. I never do. But by the, at the end of the day, I always like just kind of just put my head down and like force myself. And it's always great to be yeah. able to meet and talk to these guys. And, I think and everyone's super cool, man. Like yeah. the whole DJ community. Like I know Lil John's more of like on a bigger scale. Right. In terms of like everything he's done. But yeah. even like when I meet, uh, um, who have I just met recently? I think it was like uh Beat break. It was Beat Breaker and and South by, and I yeah. love all his edits. Like oh, I've always too. looked up to his stuff, yeah, and I was great. like scared to approach the guy, but I did, and we connected, and it's it's always like worth it. You That's know what I mean? To get past that like anxiety, that social yeah. anxiety that we all kind of have. You know yeah. what I mean? No, we all have it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that um, 
I think as long as you're genuine, it all it shines through. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Someone like you that people see that put in the work from making the edits and doing the routines and loving DJing, obviously. Yeah, dude. Um, live, I think people live, can live, tell if somebody is genuine or just being some weird name dropper kind of like yeah, yeah, trying sure. to get something out of it, you know, instead of actually just meeting up to like. Yeah. I think right that's why reasons. I get nervous though, man, because I just love the whole culture yeah. like so much since I was like 10 yeah. So yeah, being able to do all these things that I've always wished I could do is like insane, dude. Yeah, insane. No, I, I feel it. you. Even coming from me, you know, like I remember seeing. Uh, I've had some some things not go well in that respect. Where like I remember seeing Kid Capri in the airport, and uh, I was like, oh shit, I gotta go talk to him. Like he's so dope. I've seen him live. I, I'm inspired yeah. by him. And um, for a, there was a, a moment in time where we had the same management and. Um, it was called Dexstar, and it was like he was on it towards the end, and I was in the beginning, but we, we crossed paths. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go up and just, like, say that. That'll be, like, our connection. Yeah. And and plus, we're on Southwest Airlines, so, you know, you have to line up to, like, go. Oh. Uh, you know, there's no assigned seating on Southwest Airlines. So you have to get in line, and then wherever, you, you know, you get in the A line, B line. So I walk up to him, and I'm like, yo, Kate Capri, like, I'm Spider. I, um, I you know, we were both on Dexstar. And I wish I wouldn't have said that because his face like lights up and he looks at me he's like he got so mad. No way. And he was like, you know, just saying all this stuff about like uh, you to know, you. Yeah, like bad. Oh, like scary. he didn't he didn't like them. And so he just immediately got mad as if I was part of it. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 I'm just a DJ. Like, uh. yeah. And then so it didn't go that good. Basically, he just kind of like turned away and was thought I was saying like I was part of. It. I'm like, no, no, like I'm. Uh, oh uh. man, I would have been so, he, so embarrassed. He turns away, and I'm like. All right, that didn't go good. Yeah, I'm like red, like hot. Like, I would have oh, started that didn't go sweating, good. dude. Yeah, and kid. Capri and then they so go, huge. yeah, and we're in Vegas, flying to LA, I think. And I, and then they go, okay, a list, line up. And so we line up for the thing. And then you know he's kid Capri, so I think he thought like I'm getting on the plane first. And he tried to get on, and they're like, no, sorry, sir, you're like in the C group. Oh no. Oh my god, he got so mad too. <laughs> And then I had to like walk past him, like right in front of him, and be like, "Sorry, I'm getting going no. on right in front of you." I'm like, Kid Capri's gonna hate like, me screw forever. That guy, Spider. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever even seen him or talked to him uh, since ever then. since then. But I'm sure I'm gonna run day, into something like that. One day, man. maybe he'll come on the podcast, and I can uh, reconnect. And yeah, yeah. Or maybe he'll get really mad at me on the podcast. We'll get a viral moment. I hey, know. that'll be great. But no, I look up to him, Kid Capri. I love you, man. Yeah. Hope, shout hope, out. Kid don't Capri. get mad at me. But yes, I understand the nervous. For the most part, ninety nine percent of people have been super cool to me. Yeah. I've had maybe a couple other DJs that were a little bit like blow Hollywood. you off type. Yeah, yeah, like they just yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it just kind of sometimes you don't know what they're going through too. Like I got to remember, like oh yes. these guys are normal people, you know. Yes. So I forget, I forget that. Yes, totally. You don't yeah. know everybody exactly. Like think about how many people are coming up to them and asking for things and yeah. all celebrities, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I get it. Um, but, but yes, I, I think, you know, no one's People know that you are coming from a good place. So I think that's yeah, why it's just cool. be you. That's the, yeah. that's the, that's the whole gist of the story, man. Just exactly. be genuine. Yeah. Just that's what I genuine. tell all the guys all the time. Like just be right. you, even if you're like nerdy and weird, like just be that. And, and they kind of just see, who you are and you're good you're super totally good. yeah instead of being like yo like i dj this place and i know this person like right you know what i mean yeah the people when it starts becoming very name droppy it's like 
at that point, it's like a desperation type yeah. thing. You know, it's yeah. like when people, you know, clout, how it is. Like when you chasing. DJ spots and people start hitting you on Instagram or coming, yo, let us let me get in and do the thing. But but they're not like offering anything in return or even giving you anything to go off of, of yeah. why. It's just immediately wanting something. Oh, that just happened to me recently. I had a guy follow, just followed me on, on Instagram. And then maybe five minutes after that, he liked one of my photos and then sent me a, hey, man, I see you're playing at this spot. Like come can i come through and spin and then like maybe you can go play on my spot i've never met this guy before right. i don't even know i didn't recognize his name and i was i just kind of like ignored it he unfollowed me i was like come on man it's like <laughs> not genuine whatsoever you just kind of right. coming in asking for something and then yeah and things take a long time like relationships take a while to to yeah. develop or doing a gig trade thing like that there's been people i knew for Years and years until it finally worked out, you know. You would think that's common sense, but I feel like yeah. a lot of guys, yeah, it kind of just goes over the head a little bit, right? You know, yeah, just develop the relationship in the right way, you know, with everybody and and give people a reason to want to be around you m- musically and like all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, for sure, that's cool. So and and how was South by Southwest? It was cool, man. It was a little more. It was like a little. I want to say slower. Right. Um, I w- only was only there for Wednesday and Thursday, and I oh, left okay. Friday, so I didn't get to see the weekend. The weekends usually normally crazier, real crazy. Yeah, right? but even then, I thought it was a little, a little dense. But other okay. than that, it was cool. I saw a lot of artists, a lot of DJs. Yeah. Um, I even played for the Beat Source event. Yeah. Got how to was showcase that? The some road skills. Podcast. Yeah, it was really cool, man. Oh. It was really cool. Phenom was there. Uh, yeah, all the road guys were there. Chris Villa was there, which is one of my biggest idols ever. He's he's amazing. He's so cool. And I saw him on Twitter saying, should I go to South by Southwest? So it sounds like he went. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. If I could have liked it twice, I would have been like, dude, go. <laughs> I liked it too. I was like, uh, you're you're speaking what's in my mind right now. But then when I saw his picture there, I'm like, oh, he made it. I should have done it. <laughs> yeah, you got to come next year for sure. I will. Man. Next year, I'm, I'm there every yeah. year just because I live three, three hours right, away. So. I would. It, yeah. it crept up on me this year because, like I was saying, in January when I saw you, I still hadn't got COVID yet. I'm like trying to be all careful. I'm trying to just get back into the world. Yeah. And then February, I got COVID and the whole month got oh, all messed up. Yeah. Mm. It was like right after I saw you guys. Really? Two weeks late. I did. I thought I was going to get COVID that night because we're all hanging. Everyone's in a tiny room. I hadn't had it yet. I felt that years. vibe for me. I felt you were like, oh my God. Like, I'm kind of scared. I was, bit. yes. <laughs> I had made it two years. I didn't know what's up. I'm in Texas. Everybody's saying, oh, it's Texas COVID everywhere. Care. Yeah. yeah. Omicron's everywhere. So I was like kind of tripping. And then at the end of that month, um, something you know i don't know <laughs> scary uh, scary I, luckily i only had it one time and it was like a year ago okay and it was like one of the soft ones i had it for like maybe four days same yeah that was good yeah that i got the soft the lightweight one thank, thank god the lord yeah. yeah thank the lord oh my god <laughs> yeah, so and then my whole family got it you know uh, my, oh yeah my kid got it two days later then my wife and that's the thing that sucks man it's like yeah we can't really control the nightlife at all i and know then having to come back home to the family right it's like the worst right but, but at the same time, you never know. Like, we hung out with my kid's friend the other day, and then he had stomach flu the next day. So it's like, that's just life, being yeah. with, like, kids and people. Right, right, right. You have a family, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I just I had a daughter last year. Well, actually, she's going to be two in, in July. Oh, wow. So that's why I'm Congrats. still trying to figure out, like, the whole how do I be safe and how do I make yeah. sure they're good and, and right. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm new to the whole family thing, man. I know, but yeah. you're a young dude. I mean, you just turned 24 last month, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Like, yeah. I'm like 20 years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is <laughs> nuts, right? Like, um, yeah, 24, man. But I'm I'm blessed with everything I have. Like, sure, I've had been DJing for a what, like a few years when you were born. That's like so <laughs> weird to think about. <laughs> I was born 98, 1998. That's crazy. Yeah, I graduated 95, high school. <laughs> so like, I was going to raves early 90s, learning about all these DJs, seeing you know, looking up to right. Z Trip and all these people back then. Um, so it's so, that's so amazing though, to like hear and, and to see and to see, but, and to see what you do with it though. Like, cause I was even looking through your TikTok and your reels and all the different social media and seeing your approach. And I still feel like we're cut from the same cloth yeah. and we're, we both have similar likes and interests and our ears hear things the same way you know like i think it's just that dj culture man i feel yeah. like everyone is still the same within that right whole culture so I, I think that's why it's really easy for me to connect to everyone totally because i just love the culture dude i love the whole thing about djing and, and production and all of that so we all have similar interests we all like the similar guys like i look up to z trip too when i was in middle school like it's the right. same it's the same thing so yeah I think that's crazy. Age so, doesn't age doesn't matter too much. It doesn't matter too much. Yeah, but yeah. It, it it's you know it's here and there. It's just like I don't know. I guess like like we were saying before we started uh, recording that when I was I don't know your age, there wasn't that many older DJs. Like yeah. you know, it was like the older generation were the pioneers. That it was like Cool Herc and Grandmaster Flash and people that had just started it you know yeah. so it's so crazy to look up I and mean, mr c and like all those people they're probably 10 20 years older than me and uh it's just yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's weird to like i've kind of i've got into it in 2011 so yeah okay. there's always been like the older guys for sure That's right the ogs I so respect how, them how all, did though. you get in so being 20 so you just turned 24 so mm -hmm. And you started when you were what about twelve? Yeah, twelve. If you do, I guess that when you got in two thousand eleven. Yep. And like, how? Like, how did that start? Uh, it's kind of weird. Like, no one around my family was into any of the DJing stuff okay. at all. Right. Uh, but YouTube was really huge at that time. Right. I'm and sure. so I was like going crazy on YouTube. I came across like Shifty DJ Shifty. Yeah. Craze. Right. Uh, and then I even went in the tunnel of like Mix Master Mike. And really, all I cared for was turntablism. Okay. I didn't care for club. I mean, I was 12 years old. I don't know yeah. what a club is. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I just <laughs> my mom saw that interest, bought me a controller that Christmas, and it just kind of flew so up cool. from there, man. Yeah, it's been great since oh, then. Man. Thank God for supportive parents. Yes. <laughs> my mom's very supportive, like very. Like, we were in the clubs at, like, 16, and she was, like, just there. Really? Drinking her little drink. Yeah, yeah. So That's my mom's so cool. super supportive. Yeah. That's great. Honestly, I think my mom is the reason why I've met like some of the biggest guys that helped me big today, like Danny West. Yeah. I was sixteen when Chris Via came to one of his venues. Yeah. And I love Chris Via. My mom knew that. So she reached out to the venue and was like, Hey, can my sixteen year old son That's amazing. come watch Chris Via? And they were like, He can open. And I was like, what? I came home from school. She was like, you're opening for Chris Via. I was like a little mad because I was like, there's only three hours. I have no idea what I'm going to play. It was the worst set of my life. But I ended up meeting Chris Via, which is one of the biggest guys. I got to see him do his thing in the flesh. And then I met Danny West, which is the guy who kind of took me under his wing. And I've met a bunch of the guys here at DJ City because of Danny. And all of my opportunities kind of came from him. So 
Definitely shout out to supportive parents, man, because I think that's great. Without that, I yeah. probably wouldn't have been. Also, shout out to just going for it and doing it and not being too scared. Like, oh, I only got three hours or my yeah. sets. Not, like you said, you had a bad set. It was bad. And look <laughs> what came out of a bad set. Yeah, so yeah. It's just push yourself. Yeah, you know, dude. To do stuff. Definitely, you, you I think that's one of the big things I'm on. Like, I look back at my my old routines and I'm like, oh, they're so bad. But I was glad right. that I just did it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I reached out to Styles for bedroom session when I was, like, 17. Yeah. And that routine was totally crap. It's still on YouTube, <laughs> but don't look it up, please. It's still on YouTube, but I definitely am real big on, like, just do it, man, and then you grow as you go. Yeah. You grow as you go. And luckily, I had good right. people around me, so. Yeah, that's same with music production. I feel like everybody's like, oh, I'm not ready yet, or I got to do this, or I got to learn more. But then when you go back and listen to the first uh, songs by all these people that are huge now from everybody yeah. Afrojack and Swedish House Mafia and anybody hip hop producers right, and, right. and um, Flostradamus you know whatever all these people it sounds so different and almost like thin or you know and then mm -hmm. they just keep growing with it you have to just just gotta keep do pushing. it yeah. yeah like Nike says just do it <laughs> Nike sponsor, Nike. sponsor us yeah <laughs> Um, well, that's crazy. So from 12 years old, your mom supporting you, buying you the control. What was the controller? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it was a Newmark um, mix deck. Okay. Yeah. Could you scratch on it? Yeah, it had the okay. little platters on it, and uh, it was like the seat. It had the CDs at that time. Got it. I know it was 2011, but I didn't use start using Serato to like three years after that. Okay, so it was I had just no, put I had, CDs. Yeah, in. I had zero guidance. Um, so right. once I did get Serato, is yeah, game over. I was like, what? So YouTube was your guidance in terms of like. I want to be able to learn how to do this, even though you're watching the most advanced thing ever, yep, but yep. you don't have any like friends around you like, no, I got my yeah. turntables come practice or I got this CDJ. And something. yeah, I mean, I was so young. There's nobody else DJing around my age right. at 12. I'm sure. So yeah, I was the only guy doing it at that time. A-track shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, same, you know, even when I was coming up, I hardly had any DJ friends and right. it takes a minute to, to do it. And yeah. And then you finally see someone and teaches you and yeah. You're golden from there, right. and that's the way it's been for me, for sure. Right, and it's taken you so many places, even just you know, to being 23, 24 years old. I mean, you've done stadiums like what opening for Pitbull? Yeah, Pitbull. I've opened for a few different artists, but Pitbull was the biggest, the biggest. I saw some pictures on oh, that; it looked insane. That was the best thing of my life. I think it was like fourteen thousand people. Wow, sold out. Yeah. What did you play? What was it like? Uh, I, I kind of put together like a sing-along set. I had two sets. Okay. One was 20 minutes, and that was super nervous. But and that was when like, was that? Right before you went on? Or? It was like while people were getting their seats. Okay. And then um, Iggy Azalea performed. Okay. So the crowd was super rowdy, and then I jumped on again. Oh, okay. That's when all the crowd was nuts. And I just did a lot of like high-energy, fun stuff, worked the mic as much as I could. Nice. Um, and yeah, I just powered through my nervousness. I was so nervous, dude. Oh, I know. And then I was in the backstage chilling with uh, Chino, which is Pitbull's tour DJ, just like living it up. I was like, this is so crazy. So I was like crazy. asking him questions like, dude, so how do you deal with being nervous? He's like, we're never nervous. We are always winning. You know, Chino. <laughs> Chino's always super cool like that. We're so never nervous. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put that in my head. I went up there, dude. It was the best set ever. Like, I just had so much fun. Right. It was cool. It was really cool. But, That's yeah, incredible. doing stages like that is nuts. I had to bring my mom for that one, too, because I was like, yeah. look, mom, this is what you've done. Look <laughs> what you did. Yeah. Asking for me to open. And it's funny, too, because people make jokes like that. Like, what, are you going to have your mom call and have you open? 
It's like, yep. look, yeah, <laughs> yes, I uh, am. look what, look, that's the truth. <laughs> I'll be a mama's, I'll, I'll be called a mama's boy all the time. I do not care, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's actually amazing. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like some people would say that, but it's like, you wish that your mom would do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's incredible. Wow. So, so you opened for Pitbull, a huge show. You learned how to never be nervous from Chino. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's like, just never nervous. Hashtag. Never nervous. Never. <laughs> Most winning. That's what he says. Most winning. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I need actually some pep talk from him because I feel like after I've been DJing for 20-something years and I'm still always nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm overthinking tomorrow night in Atlantic City. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? No, nah, dude, go. I'm always nervous, too. I don't know why he said that. That's crazy. I mean. How do you people, deal with nerves? What do you do? Do you have any, like, routines I don't know. I, 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 I deal with nerves by becoming more nervous. <laughs> Okay, cool. So I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm the worst. Like, I don't know. I overthink the shit out of it. I guess the things that do make me less nervous is is preparation. It, it, that's that's the yeah. that's the thing that could kill the nervousness. If exactly. I, yeah. The more I prepare, the more, the less nervous I am. Because if I got some dope crates to go through, whether it's just some random ones or some past sets, and then... Uh, I have some ideas for like, okay, this would be dope for the beginning. This would be cool if the crowd's into like a 110, 130 BPM type this vibe. If gotcha. it's more hipster, I just try to be ready. Yeah, you know, be prepared as with, much as you can. With yeah, different things, be prepared. Kind of talk to the like, like tomorrow night I'm in Atlantic City. I texted the people from the club. I said, "Yo, I was there." Last year, is the vibe the same? What have the nights been like? Do you think it's going to be very packed? Try to get, right. you know, yeah, little Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. yeah, like get some detective work going. Yeah. Um, and what vibe are you guys going for? Are you still going for this kind of old school mix with new vibe? Or are you just going to want big room? Right. And, yeah, I think um, that's important, man. I always ask questions, too. Yeah. I was just in San Diego last week, and I had never been to Sidebar, I think is what the place yeah. is called. Right. And so I was like, dude, what do I open with? Like, what time do you start going to primetime stuff? Exactly. Like, all that matters, man. Because it's different. Like, questions you know, I was in, in Vegas. You're going late, you know, so you don't want to just, like, hit them right away with the stuff. But in San Diego and L.A., sometimes – it's almost like the club is packed from twelve twenty to one forty. You know, yeah. it's like there's no one there before or after that. It's so weird. So, you got to know, yeah. Every um, venue is different. Too. San Diego is a very special place where it's like there's one hour of craziness and yeah. then a little bit around it. But yeah, San Diego was fun though. Oh, I'm sure it was so. Fun. I love yeah. DJing out down there. It was almost cool every place every time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, San Diego was great. I enjoyed it. But yeah, I definitely asked a bunch of questions. One yeah. of the things that that I do for my nervousness, yeah. it depends if I'm prime timing or not. But right. uh, I always make sure in my head I know the first three songs I'm gonna play. Yes, that just helps me totally. Because the then you're warmed up a little bit. You've done three transitions. Right. Uh, and even if it good. doesn't work, then yeah. at least you know you got through that. And you it's know? just three songs, so even if the songs don't fit the vibe, you can change it from there. But yeah. Just those three songs help me not. It's so funny. Me too. Luster. I always need to set it off with the beginning few songs. Sometimes I take it overboard and I end up do, sitting there preparing forever. And I'm like, damn, I got like forty songs. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but I can just free, make it up. You know, I can do that and then yeah. realize, oh, the crowd's not into it. I'm gonna switch right, right. over to this vibe. Um, so yeah, the preparation, you know, sometimes drinking, but try not to lean on that, yeah. you know, like someone's like, I need a shot, you know, but there's been so many times where I didn't drink and I was fine. And we've had, 
you know, Vice and different people come on here that are sober. And some of my favorite yeah. DJs are sober. So obviously you don't need the drinking. Right, right. But that can uh, help, help a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely helps me um, a lot for sure. But yeah, and I've been hearing a lot of guys that like take breaks. Yeah. And I've been kind of thinking about doing that. I don't think it's a good thing to lean on and feel like you need it, you know, right. but, but it can help, you know, yeah, yeah, if, for sure. as long as you don't abuse it. And then, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just the preparation for prep. the most part, prep and just knowledge and just knowing what's up and just, just being ready. Cool. And then also sometimes just have it like a pep talk with yourself of like, yeah, why are you nervous? What's the worst that could ever happen right yeah. now? Like, you know, and like, what have you done leading up to this? A lot of shit, you know, like yeah. you're dope. You, there's a reason why you're booked here. There's a reason by why all this stuff. So yep. just, you gotta just remember get who your you confidence are. on yeah. and like stop putting yourself down. You know what I mean? Like Truth. how would you talk to your friend right now? You'd be like, yo, you're dope. Remember that? You know, like talk to yourself like you're your friend or your son or your daughter there or like go. something yeah. like that. You know, like spiders speaking facts right now. <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's almost like you got to, cause like people that are always telling them like, I'm an idiot or I suck. Or, you know, people like to like be self-deprecating. It's funny, but there comes a point where you do it too much. Like don't talk so much shit yeah. to yourself that and you that actually matters. start believing it. Yeah. It matters, man. I think you, know? you definitely have to know who you are sometimes for sure. Yeah, just trust just have yourself. that confidence. Just trust, dude. even if it doesn't work out. Like, and yeah. you have a bad night, and you get pulled off, and like, like we were talking about New York. You know, I'm going to New York this week, and like, yeah, I'm scared to play in New York. I've had horrible. I've had great nights there, and I've had bad nights, and some of my first nights, and I had, you know, people wanted to pull me off, and things yeah. happen. I learned from it. It's like a comedian bombing. You know, you just bomb, and then you learn from what you did. And right, right, it sucks, but. Bombing, yes, you're alive. The best, though. I yeah. got to go eat pizza after, and you're still I'm a spider. You're I still tell a here, funny man. story, yeah, and yeah. somehow my life has gone yeah. through all these crazy things. So it's Inspiring. like, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly, and and also sometimes too, like I've been thinking about lately, even like that I put. 200% into like these DJ sets a lot of the time. Like I'll overthink it over, over the top, but like, and be so prepared almost too much where I'm like, damn, I kind of, I could have used that time a little bit differently. And then if the club isn't reciprocating in a way, like if uh. they don't treat me kind of, I guess how I'm treating them, then maybe the next times I'm like, maybe I won't care as much. You right, know? right. Yeah. I want to for my own reputation, but I don't know. I've just been noticing more that like, I want to work with people that want to work with me as much as I want to put in that time right, and right. effort to the set. If not, then I'll just, I'd rather go somewhere else. For sure. You know, so yeah, that's noted. Just knowing who you're working with and feeling like they support you too, you know, and just like, yeah, relationships matter, man, for yeah. sure. Yeah, sure. someone said to me, like, I think it was last year or the year before, they were like, feelings aren't facts. And I was like, I, I kind of got to keep that little, like, saying in my head because sometimes you get all these feelings mm -hmm. and you're like, I feel like this, but no, I feel like this. And it's like, who gives a fuck? Like, you know, it doesn't matter how you feel. Like, right. none of that is facts. Like, if you look at the real facts, these are the facts. Yep. So you can feel however you want. So exactly. That's some, you know. Yeah. Those are my mind tricks. Nice, <laughs> nice. Because as DJs, I'm sure we all overthink everything. And yep. like you said, getting nervous to talk to each other when really we're <laughs> yeah. all just like, yo, what up? We're, we're all like super nerdy guys. Yeah, who just we love all, all this. like the same things. Yeah. And weird pitch sounds and <laughs> yeah. nerdy things. Yeah. And, you know. I just got to keep that in mind next time I see someone. Yeah, yeah. For sure. You know, but, but it's hard. I mean, shoot, man, when I was your age, like it was just a different kind of. 
a different thing. Oh, and I'm yeah. this age talking about this now too. Man, so. I get so nervous. That's some of the things that yeah. kind of break me, but I always just make sure to like try to take the time to go outside that day and just kind of right. just like let my mind that be helps free. too. Going on a, like a walk. Yeah relaxing so, and, so that uh, way i'm not overthinking in yeah. front of my laptop the and entire playing time. a few songs you like and not even worrying about the yeah, crowd just have some ones fun. that you think they'll like but yeah that you're like wow it gives you that feeling that you right. would want to hear and scratching a bit like if i scratch i mean the day i got married i was so nervous and i went and just had a cut session with myself oh, where the dj good. booth was before anyone got there and i felt so much better after it was nice. like oh like it that's like released cool. something i don't know what it was but <laughs> That's cool. Put me in my happy place. So. Yeah, that's super yeah, dope. that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and so something I've noticed, like you were talking about your San Diego gig, and I saw the video that you posted. It looked crazy. It was like you could see the whole thing. And um, I think you're using the GoPro Max yep, 360, yep. right? Yes, sir. Yeah, the GoPro Max is great. I actually got it from you. Okay, yeah. yeah so I saw I, one of your videos, and I was like, I got to go buy that right, right now. I, saw, I don't know who, who I saw doing it or, or where I saw it, but I was like, yo, I wonder if I could use that at my gigs because – I want. I wanted uh, Vlats. Vlats is in here doing the uh, thing. You want to say hi, Vlats? Hey, Vlats? I'm here. Come oh on, How are you doing? Have you guys ever heard Vlats's voice? <laughs> Top, three picks. <laughs> yeah, Top three picks. Top three representing the Yosita Latino in the house. Let's go. <laughs> so Vlats is here representing DJ City Latino and. Uh, um, but no, I want Vlats to come to all my gigs and film him because he's incredible. So if anyone ever needs people to film, you got to hit up Vlats. Thank right. you. Thank you, Spider. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I can't afford that. So I bring, uh, <laughs> uh, he's expensive over here and he looks like A-Track right now. So then you people would mistake him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, so so I started bringing this GoPro 360 Max and uh and it was dope because I could film the whole club and then decide what it wants to look at and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. And then I remember, yeah, you hit me up like, what camera is that? I told you. And then a lot of people started hitting me up. And now I've seen, I think, Trentino and like all these yep. people are starting to use it. Yeah, it's like a DJ's tool now yeah. for sure. Because it's cool because we always have that thing where we want to show what we're doing what the environment looks like, what the crowd is, with the big drop, with the lights. Yeah, and I think it gets hard to be able to do that like while mid-set. Right. And with the GoPro, just yeah. play and I'll just forget it's on. And just yeah, and Jay Espinosa does really dope ones. Yeah, yeah. I think he has a different one. I think he has like that 360 the camera because his thing is way high up every time. Like oh, okay. my, Unless he has the highest stand ever, but Maybe. when you see his. But I, I remember him years ago writing like, I, I never – pull my phone out and DJ and record, you know, because yeah, yeah, it's exactly. so hard. I always miss the best points. Like, I forget. I'm like, all right, I'm about to play Khaled. All I do is win. Let's do it again. <laughs> Film that <laughs> hand up part. But it's like, other than that, you don't know when to pull your phone out or you're working. Yeah. Um, that 360 so is like, it's great. Mass. And like, then you could choose the angles you want later. Yeah, you, know you do I mean? this thing called keyframe, and I was telling people, and like, how do you do that? And I'm like, yo, it's the easiest thing ever. Like, mm -hmm. you just literally watch the video, you, 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 pinch and zoom and move it and then put a keyframe and then it automatically like you know you're like martin scorsese you know <laughs> it like does this cinematic pans yeah, and zooms perfect. for and it you does it by itself it's by itself, so easy within dude. a second and then so i export easy. it do all these different trials and ways to do it so yeah that's been cool and then i got to see what it looked like in sidebar you know like you were like this looks like a space or i feel like i'm djing a spaceship yeah it's like a ufo in there man it was crazy the lights are like from the floor to the ceiling all over. So dope. 360 around the... So yeah. the camera captured it perfectly. Yeah, it looked perfectly. amazing. An iPhone wouldn't have done justice. I don't no. Think. 
So that's yeah. the camera that we're both using that a lot of people ask us. So hopefully you're listening to this podcast yeah. and you don't Go get uh, DM us anymore. Don't ask me anymore, please. Don't ask me. <laughs> no, no I'm you kidding. can ask. Yeah. yeah, we're joking. <laughs> you can ask. We might not write you back, but <laughs> actually funny. I'm gonna start telling people just this a horrible camera, like a different Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just give them something else. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Um but no, that so yeah, that's been cool. So you've been using that and I see you've been using it for some of your DJ routines too, right? Yeah, I just started using them for my routines like the last two weeks okay like even in the room that. is cool because it's like yeah you can just move around or you can shoot only the t- one turntable and then when you throw it to the other turntable you could like hit that angle so i think it gives right. you more of like a uh like you're involved yeah in the video a little bit more so it's yeah cool. yeah. yeah and it's like someone's there filming it and doing the cinematography it's and like a drone almost so yeah. it's super cool yeah right and that's kind of been helping me a lot i think i've been doing a pretty good numbers just because i have that camera right you know what i mean because totally. I was shooting on my iPhone for a while just with the wide frame, which is right. great, but it's just so still, yeah. you know. Except at the same time, just on the other side of things, you have a video on TikTok that I think has 3.2 million views. Yeah. And the crappiest that's video. the worst video <laughs> I've ever. <laughs> it's like the crappiest <laughs> no, it's video like, it's ever. It's a good routine, but yeah. it's the worst possible angle and uh, video you could ever have for yeah. t- you know like it's you're far away on the ground shooting the back of your legs or something yeah, i can't I even see what you're doing <laughs> anything and that's your biggest video it's insane it blew up i got like forty thousand followers off that crappy video oh my god because <laughs> yeah. i went to your tiktok and because I, I i follow all your other social media and i'm like is he on tiktok and i go, I go damn this fool has a lot of <laughs> followers and millions of views and likes and i was like oh it's from that one video and then you have a few other that went yeah. viral it seems like but that one went nuts and it's not even the cool it's the weirdest filming. thing i think people just like how genuine it is right. honestly because it's yeah. like you can kind of see well, some ca- of the crowd that end catches you off guard and i think is very um global it will speak to a global audience i think right. anybody would hear number one that song's huge I yeah, mean, it's yeah. the biggest song in the world of course but the way you transitioned it into those two was dope and then at the end where it goes in to, what was the song you go into oh, it goes it's uh pepas into better off alone into vicente fernandez yes yeah. that was the crazy yeah. where you go into the old like song. regional mexican music yeah, yeah. like the way it like <laughs> perfectly blended in with the with the tone i can only imagine can you that old people young people people that want to be djs or don't understand djing yeah well are hearing that on tiktok and and liking it for their own reasons you know yeah so. dude, a lot of people were like i think around that time he had just passed oh okay and so it was really popular right. when i had posted it but i did not expect it to do numbers like that it was tiktok crazy. is so unpredictable like how do you get big on tick like what you know, I guess, like we said, we want to hear from the younger DJ perspective. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the younger DJs or people are on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the older people I talk to, talk to D- I talked to a few DJs yesterday and the day before. All of them say the same shit. I was trying to show them TikTok. I, I just can't mess with TikTok, man. I've I just can't that, yeah. do TikTok. Why? Like, you know, like You're missing out, honestly. Like, right. I'm, I'm I really such a think following. it's the future. You know, and even I've, I was saying before, I talked to some people at record labels mm-hmm. now and they used to have budgets to pay people to do remixes of songs. So like if the Jonas Brothers or whoever comes out with a song, those budgets now seem it seems like the trend are now aimed towards TikTok people and DJs and people that. Almost like how the old my generation, the older DJs, oh, look at some of the younger DJs and go, well, I already did that, or I used to do that, you know, and, mm. and then, like, I'm not doing it now. It's like, well, maybe you were a bit early. Like, use your skills from that and bring it back because yeah. now 
it's becoming valuable and almost legal in a way. And the record labels are looking to those. If you make dope mashups, blends, routines, any kind of TikTok videos that get um, traction, these labels will hit you up and, and pay you in the same way they had a budget for the remix. I think if you're one of those big TikTok people and you make a song do numbers from your video, you're more likely to get the budget from them than someone that even can make an amazing remix. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. I've heard stuff like that, man. I think music so, right now is all on TikTok. It really like is. songs that are just like yeah. old. I think Akon, Belly Dancer. It's like an older 2000 song. Right. It's so popular on TikTok. Now it's like requested in the clubs all the time. Right. So I think it's another tool to kind of just be ahead of like, okay, Is what do these the people want to hear? That the new, that house dude that did the uh, Roses remix, uh, did he? I think he did touch it. Yeah, I think did he did. Did Belly Dancer. Um, I think was that so. R. Kelly on the hook though? I feel like, or I don't know. I heard this one recently. I feel like a new trend in some of the EDM songs, like taking an R. Kelly song and re-singing it with a weird pitch down voice. And uh, then, you know, nobody realizes it's R. Kelly that like they probably. can't play the real song, but yeah, um, probably. But yeah, I, I know like, so that's what they were saying is that they have songs that are three years old or 30 years old and mm. they'll get traction on there. Yeah. And that's the only thing that moves the needle for them on Spotify and all the streaming services. Right. So it's better for them to make the slowed down version, the sped up version, the yeah. the blend, you know, type thing. So yeah, TikTok's big, man. It's it's doing numbers to what I do. So it's super is that cool. your best? So so you're on everything. Like I know you're on Facebook, Twitter. You're not big on Twitter. I know you do nah, it, but yeah. you don't post. Well, that I actually much. was pretty big, and then they suspended me uh, oh. for copyright. Oh, I was so wondering. I, I just got that one up maybe two years ago, and I kind of oh. just stopped. I just noticed you don't post as much yeah. as the other ones, but yeah, Instagram's but huge. Instagram is huge for you. I noticed TikTok. I just realized. Yeah, uh, Facebook. What, what do you post on Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, for sure. Like a fan page kind of thing. Uh, no, it's just my personal page, oh, okay. but it's just a mixture of everything. Right on there. But and are you on other? You do. Do you do Twitch? Uh, I haven't touched Twitch. You haven't. I need to. Yeah. Okay. I How come? To. I don't know. I just. I've Seemed never like you. you yeah, I should do it, right? I should set it <laughs> it's up. It's because you were in Texas and you guys never shut down. <laughs> yeah, that's so why I've been we were out here stuck inside. And you guys so. are like, we're working. Yeah, it's been busy, dude. Since like when it stopped for maybe two months, and after that, it was just like crazy. <laughs> Stop for two years. I'm like just starting to get back into it now. <laughs> two that's, three months. That's yeah, I think nuts. like three months. Wow, yeah. that's probably why. Honestly, a lot of Texas people. Yeah, maybe didn't I'm on get... there watching though all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. I see a bunch I'm of sure. DJs I want to see all the time. So okay, do you Twitch post stuff on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. I'm on there as well. I've done like a few Red Bull submissions that have gotten like eighty thousand views or something oh, like dope. that. Never went to Red Bull, sadly, but hopefully uh, one day I can. Oh yeah, do you something got, you like got that, time. Man. Yeah. Um, but, and what do you notice? What's the best, like, what, I don't know. What's the best Content. platform for you or what gives you the most, I don't know. What, what do you get out of it? Yeah. Like, I like Instagram a lot and I mainly just cause of the videos, but now that TikTok is kind of doing my focus is more on there for sure. Yeah. But I've always been real big on videos on, on Instagram. That's kind of how I networked when I was younger. Cause I was so young. I couldn't get into the clubs to go right. like give the DJ a drink and show yeah, love. Right. So I've always just focused on making really dope, cool stuff on Instagram, cool videos for like the DJs, always yeah. trying to be like the DJs, DJ, you know, to kind of just right. like bring that in. And then once DJs recognized me, it just kind of right. started getting gigs, you know, and Most you never know also different people on different platforms. Like I saw your, um, 
you did a Paul Wall and Houston kind of mix yeah. on TikTok, and it was huge, and people loved it, and you got tons of comments and and likes. But then I saw on Instagram, Paul Wall commented himself. Yeah. And was like, what to do, baby? I need to use this for my, my live intro, intro of yeah. my show. And I was like, yo. I was just reading the comment, like, happy for you. Like, let's yeah, go. Yeah, I was so stoked. Yeah. I and was I was super stoked. I mean, he, Paul Wall's a Texas legend. So. Legend. And I'm yeah. born and raised in Texas. So it was like the biggest thing. I was telling my girl, too. That was like I last it. night, right? Yeah, it was yesterday. Oh I was like, God. I just hope Paul Wall sees it and I'll be happy. 30 minutes later, he's like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah, now they're in connects with me to make their intro for their shows. So stuff you, like that, man. You, you just never, never know. know. Yeah, yeah, it's so dope. And that it, it was really dope. I, I watched it. It's it's simple, but not. You know what I mean? It's, right. uh, it's simple in the fact that you, it's like all the things you used are dope and, and whatever, but you're obviously your cuts and everything Yeah, are I try to make it. Now I try to make it a little more pleasing to like regular listeners. Since yeah. on TikTok, it's That's just a what bunch I of noticed random, in like, the comments. People. Is people like, "Hey, bro, can you make me a CD of yeah. these dope songs?" I'm like, "What the TikTok hell?" TikTok is so weird, a man. CD? And I get, you know, on there, I get a lot of negative feedback. Actually, of course, a lot of negative feedback because it's just a right. bunch of normal people. But I even saw someone write, uh, "I usually hate when people do this, but that went hard, though." Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Usually, why are you following DJs? We hate when people do yeah, this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, w like what kind of negative stuff? Uh, I'll get people just nitpicking stuff like, right. oh, that transition was two bars too long. Oh my God. And I was like, it's on, it's four bars. If it's two <laughs> bars, it, it would be weird. Right. Like Some they just don't, they don't understand. It's the new version of just wanting to hear yourself talk. You just want to see, yeah. see yourself type. You and know? then on the, on the Pepa's routine, the one that has like 3 million views, yeah. I had people that are like, oh, one of the notes are off. Like it sounds bad. Or everyone's like, kind of like, I don't know why people like doing? this. Yeah. I mean, I know one of the notes is off, but it's I'm doing it live. It's you know, called it's, DJing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm not producing up there. You know what I mean? So it's a different story. But yeah. But it's cool. I don't pay attention to it. I try not to. Yeah. No, no. You posting ghosts. Posting ghosts. Posting ghosts. Posting ghosts. Yeah. You have to post and ghost on TikTok because Instagram, you check it like one minute later and you have a bunch of comments and likes potentially right. if, if all is going well. But TikTok, it might take like three days for someone to even see it. It's yeah. like they just like hide it in their clo TikTok closet. And all of a sudden <laughs> it's like, everyone's seeing it now. You're yeah. like, holy shit, why I, am I getting all this? I do not understand the algorithm at I all, do dude. Not I really don't. It. But no. ever since I had that one video pick up, I get around 20K for some of my gooder, like better routines. Right. Um, Dope. So it's just kind of, now it's pretty steady. Now I know if I post something. Have you had copyright issues on there? No, I haven't. Yeah, me I haven't. Either, yeah. Twitter. But I see other people saying it. Yeah, Twitter's the yeah. worst. Twitter, yeah. Twitter I mean. sent me this whole thing saying they're going to delete my account. And They will, man. <laughs> but it's weird because they go, we won't delete it if you delete the thing that we told you to delete in the email. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I never got an email. So I don't know what they're uh, talking about. So I'm just hoping, like, don't delete it. Yeah. I, you guys delete it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm cool with whatever. Delete it's, all my tweets. Don't delete my I account. I think Instagram will just take it down for you. Instagram been has been that. sending me alerts that I'm breaking the rules every day of my life. I don't understand. They send it for the same video over and over. Oh, I'm really? Like, and then I can't find the video to delete. It's so weird, yeah, you know, but the weirdest thing. I don't know, but thankfully I do think TikTok is really the future cuz I've noticed the streaming on there is nuts. I don't know how you get to that point. Maybe you I have to have 10,000 10, followers. Yeah. I can stream. I haven't yet. I should though. And then you can stream with OBS when you get to a certain point too. Oh, sweet. You can stream with just your phone after a certain amount of followers and then you can stream with like the real deal like yeah. how they do on uh Twitch. Twitch. But uh they 
um, some of the DJs on there, it's crazy. I was just, and the discoverability is better than Twitch. Cause I was flipping through and I saw this girl, she's DJing 4.9 thousand people and they're just sending her endless gifts and putting glasses on her on face. TikTok? And, yeah. Oh, wow. And then I flip, there's another dude, he's playing a thousand yeah. people, you know, and, uh, see, I, I need to get on that, man. I need to, I need to do Oh some my life. God. And then I have like money. all these, I have all these followers, but I don't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? It's so new I still. I don't either. That's what I was asking earlier. Like, Hey, just, how do people, monetize these because yeah like you'll go to the live thing sometimes and like there's crazy stuff happening like um with djing i can't see it now but yeah but yeah you click through there and that's the thing is the discoverability is better you know because like 900 people oh gotcha boom 500 people so i don't know what these people are doing but right. i went from someone djing to someone like shucking oysters and pulling pearls out of it and yeah like, then some dude fishing in a river with a magnet and pulling a car out of it. And I was like, what? <laughs> the, the weirdest heck? stuff. Yeah. The weirdest stuff. Even though TikTok's weird, man, I do I do definitely think, like, the younger DJ should definitely jump on that. I think that. everybody needs to jump on yeah, it. Yeah, everyone for sure. They have tapped in with the music, and that's what we want, you know, is where the music yeah. people are. Yeah, you know, exactly. And it's people that like music. It's just how Twitch. Twitch is, in a way, a music. So it's a gaming, but it's also becoming a music social media platform. And so is TikTok, I feel like. They have that that yeah. thing with it yeah for sure tiktok is great um like what are some other things that i feel like people the older djs maybe wouldn't realize about the younger djs of maybe just i guess your guys goals or things you look up to or, or yeah. i don't know is there anything that i'm missing you know that's a disconnect it's, it's honestly probably the same thing other than the fact that social media is so huge now yeah and people look at your page to see if you're relevant now, which kind of sucks, you know, yes. to a point. But I think if you play the game right as a, as a younger guy, you're good. Like, I've always just been the kind of guy to just kind of stay in my own lane, especially on social media, and just focus on putting out really dope content. Yeah. And like I said, like, it'll get attraction from other DJs. Because I don't get booked by club owners. I get booked by other DJs, you know. Okay. So I've always been real big on trying to make sure that I'm – following a bunch of people that I, oh, I want to be with this person one day and make sure I follow them. Right. Even if they don't follow back, just stay in your lane, follow who you want to follow, do yeah. what you want to do. Don't worry about follow backs, guys. Yeah, okay? yeah. It don't. will come in time. It will come, <laughs> I promise. But I think, uh, yeah, just doing that, man. And then hard work, networking, like we said, just going out and doing the flying thing if you need to do that. Yeah. Uh, just stuff like that, man. But I think definitely a lot of the guys – nowadays want like a handout so much yeah even people my age will kind of come to my gigs and like you know they just want a gig right off the bat and i've never met them before right or stuff like that i think we have to remember that you got to work just as hard yeah on this you know as you would like a normal job um because at the end of the day dude this is a huge industry yeah there's so many things you can do you just want to make sure that you're being the best you can be. Like yeah. when I was younger, man, I would practice so much. I still practice so much, but like it was crazy. I would skip school just to fucking <laughs> scratch all wow. the time. I would wake up, scratch, go to sleep, scratch. Because yeah. scratching same. to me is what I wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, no, you know? same thing. That's what and, I was doing too. And now a lot of these guys, like I, I meet people and I'm like, yo, what kind of setup you have at home to practice? Oh, I don't practice. I, I just I just go to the clubs. They already have a setup. And I'm like, right. defeats the whole purpose, man. Right. You know? Which is, I mean, it's cool if if you want to just do that club and all, but yeah, if you're looking at the bigger picture, which most of the, I know a lot of the young guys are aspiring to be great, um, just got to work hard, dude. Right. Work hard, put in the hours, 
like right now, man, I, I do like eight hours a day of just like whether it's production or just organizing music and stuff like that. I'll even go to uh, Danny West's house on Mondays. We talk for like two hours, three hours, just brainstorming stuff I can do for the week. Um, it's like a full-time like job, but I don't think a lot of people just think I go up on Instagram and do a video and it blows right. up. But, I mean, there's a lot of hard work behind it. So to a lot of the younger guys, man, just keep working hard. Be you. Be genuine. Work the social media game. And, uh, yeah, you'll get there in no time, bro, yeah. honestly. And I'm still working a lot, so I, I know I'm not Yeah, I'm not one to speak, but uh, right. I just want to make sure that we're all rising, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. We can all rise up and help each other, and yeah. um, it doesn't have to be so competitive, you right. know? Right, and, and when you say you put in the eight hours, so you basically just, like, eight-hour day, just like a job, and whatever needs to be done, whether it's organizing your own music, coming up with a routine, brainstorming with someone, and then also you work for DJ City and BeatSource. You yep. put out uh, edits every week for DJ City as well as BeatSource, right? Yeah, yeah. BeatSource, I do 20 a week, actually. 20 a week. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. Wow. Because some of those edits are just literally adding, like, an intro, intro outro, yeah. or acapella out to a well-known song. Yeah. And even. DJ City, I notice sometimes you'll have literally a full remix that yeah. you produced or a yeah, bootleg. Yeah, those take me way longer for sure. Yeah. But I love it, dude. I just immerse myself, and I love every single bit of it. Right. But yeah, Monday through Friday, dude. I'm in my studio at home just doing what I can. You know what I mean? Right. I love doing the stuff for BeatSource, it though, man. Like, it's so cool. Oh, yeah, like, because it's like get back, to learn. It's back cataloging a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm listening. I'm like, oh, snap. I've never heard this sample. I could use this for a new remix or something. Right. So it's super cool. Even though it's basic, like, eight bar intro, some of them can take me a while because I'll get a song from the 70s that's not warped. Yeah. And I got to put it all on the grid. I know. It takes me an hour sometimes to oh just do God. one. I know what I watch kids spin. He is that Twitch yeah. show now where Dude, he's, he's a doing genius. It. Yeah. What the hell, man? I mean, I know that you're there's a reason why you're the music director here, yeah. but how do you he was he yeah. quantized the song and made an intro to a song that I it took me maybe days. So, yeah. <laughs> it was like Weezer Island in the Sun. Yeah. And I was going crazy trying to quantize this thing for this blend I was trying to do to the point where I was like, I don't even care anymore about these parts. <laughs> like, I'm so mad. Yeah. And then he gets on. He's like, oh, it's not working like I think. I'm like, haha, see, you're not going to be able to do it. And he's like, boop, 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 boop. I'm like, how'd you do that? He clicked a few things. Yeah, he's. The, I've learned a lot from him, too. I've yeah. jumped on Zoom calls with him and. He's a master. Yeah, mastermind for sure. Yeah, but I'm sure. sure it's cool to do that because, yeah, you learn a lot. It's even when I do these private gigs and they'll ask me for all this music I don't have. And it's a little bit annoying because you're like, wait, I, I, I'm a DJ. Let me do what I do. But yeah. then I research. I learn so much. Oh, this could go with this. Now I have this. And then for future gigs, I'm even smarter and more right. experienced. And yeah, so it's good. You know, that's why just any work you do will always feed into each other. It's like a big cycle of right. stuff. Even the if you look at it that boring. way, though, I know a lot of guys will look at it like, ah, oh, it's so much work. Yeah. But yeah, you just got to keep that open mindset and you're good. It is. Yeah. Good. You got to put in work. I mean, yeah, that's, that's you got to love it, it too. Yeah. That's one thing I've learned from Fee, Phenom. I'm like, man, how do you do this? Like, this dude's always on the go and always, he's like, man, you just got to love it. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Notes taken. <laughs> it's true. Phenom is really, really good at uh, connecting the dots, connecting everybody, having right. a vision and executing it. And um, also uh, not doing things that he doesn't want to do or think he's good at. Finding people that are good at things and getting them to do it. And yeah. I think that's something that's hard for 
all humans, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. as DJs, we want to do everything, you know? And so I think it's a, it's a lesson to find things that you like to do. If you don't like doing it, you're not going to do exactly. it. You know, I'm sure yeah. everyone could, Phenom could do a million other things but that he doesn't want to do, but he's finding the, he likes the traveling and connecting with people and doing the meetings yeah. and creating the events and, you know, yeah. connecting the dots and all that. So yeah, I agree. Um, what about production? Like, how'd you learn that? I mean, cause that's a whole different thing besides yeah. DJing and you're still pretty young. So, uh, I started producing for DJ city like three years ago and oh, I had wow. only been doing it for like a year. And you're doing that. remixes now. I mean, you're not just doing blends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They have me it's doing one remix a month. Okay. And something like, yeah. And then like, um, one or two edits a week. Okay. Or as many as I want to, but definitely just one. <laughs> At least. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love it, dude. Production's like my new hobby. Nice. Um, I learn, I watch YouTube all the freaking time. I started, yeah, I started th four years ago, got picked up on DJ city and just learned a lot from the guys like, uh, Mark, the remix director. Yeah. Kind of will jump on a call with me and like, I'll learn from them. Yo, Mark is the best. Yeah. Mark. Mark, funny enough, gave me uh, one of my first gigs oh, um, really? in L.A., which is so funny. Like, coming back, when I was in, uh, Vlats is making a face, guys. You can't <laughs> see it on camera right now. Vlats is making a shocked face. I'm shocked. I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> um, But, uh, no, yo, when, so Mark was the booking guy and like music director and i didn't even know he was a dj i don't even know if he was a dj then or maybe he was but he wasn't into it in i want to say the early 2000s like 2002 or something oh, you wow. know this was or maybe serato was invented but it was definitely more records um and I remember there was this spot on Third Street Promenade here in Santa Monica, and it was a nightclub that had, like, upstairs and downstairs, and I couldn't DJ anywhere. There was, like, one bar that was hiring me for, like, 100 bucks, and I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to work and yeah. live, you know? <laughs> I couldn't, no Hollywood club, nowhere would hire me. And I remember going by this place, and I met him, and... um he let me like DJ in the side room and then like open and like he was giving me some of my first opportunities when I came back to LA because I grew up here, but I left uh, for college and then I came back in the year 2000. Okay. Um, is that before you were born? No. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. I was two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and, uh, and I remember like uh, Steve, me and Steve Wonder, I met him like not like around then and and we would do uh four turntable vinyl sets and uh and then serato had just come out maybe i think or maybe even final scratch or something okay but i remember being like let us dj the main room because this place was huge i'm like you gotta let us so finally uh he gave us a shot and he let me and steve i have a picture from this night like me and steve got to dj the main room we had eight crates of records four turntables serato and uh but yeah mark uh you yeah, know he's so selfless i love that guy yeah and that was you know 20 something year 20 years ago so it's crazy now we're back connected and you know yeah. he's a big part of dj city and beat source and all that stuff so shout yeah. to mark gotta have him on the podcast yeah man. you like, got to oh my god just i want to hear his side of that story i want to hear his <laughs> whole story yeah, yeah for sure because yeah he's like production wise super smart I've yeah. learned a lot. Of I mean, stuff I've from obviously him. been playing Tall Boys, uh, yeah, Tall edits Boys forever, and yeah. transitions and all their stuff. So creative. All those guys have helped me a lot, though, man. I always say like I'm I'm at where I'm at because everyone's just so willing to help. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you just got to ask for help and they'll give it to you too. So, yeah. Um, but production for me is like my baby right now. I love producing. I love being able to hear people play my edits like everywhere is like yeah. the craziest thing to me. Right. Uh, we had went to uh, London recently and we, no, I, I don't even think they knew we were there. We had just walked in the club and they were playing one of my edits and I started geeking out. Oh my God. Yeah. Can I was like, this is that, so dude? cool. Like, yeah. You're it's in like, Texas, just yeah. watching YouTube. Small old Fast Texas. forward ten years later, like you're in London, and yeah, they're dude. playing your they're playing your remix. I always go back to like my 12 year old self, and I just freak out. Yeah, they're always like, "Dude, stop fanboying." I'm like, "No, I'm gonna enjoy this moment. This yeah. is super cool for me." Anytime anybody plays my edits, dude, I don't care where yeah. it's at. It's like super, super and we super, love super it. Surreal. Like you know what I mean? I told you last night. I did, you flew out here this morning. I thought maybe you were coming yesterday, and. I talked to Ma, shout to Matsu and Craze and Slow Roast and Gaslamp yeah, Killer Matsu's everybody, cool, yeah. but they were doing this uh, Slow Roast takeover at Space Yacht last night, and um, it was going to be Craze and Gaslamp Killer and Matsu and some other people, and um, you know I like you said I I I'm still fans of those guys. I want to yeah. go just watch. I didn't end up going. Sorry everyone, <laughs> but uh, if you were in town, I was like we should go. But yeah. it's the same kind of thing. Like I just want to go see dope DJing. It's yep. just inspirational for me. That's and, what it is for me. Yeah, you know, just have. A, I met up with someone recently just to have a scratch session, trade music, and just like old times. You yeah, know, and just, you gotta. Yeah, I think sometimes you have to go back to like the younger self and yeah. just realize like okay, this is still what I love to do. Yeah. Instead of a job so much, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Tap into that part, then realize it is a job and like and tap into that part. You yeah, know, yeah. you gotta have a good the, balance. Find the balance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because also we're talking about all these things you're so busy with and we haven't even mentioned that you're on the radio <laughs> yeah. uh weekly, right? On yeah. Pitbull Globalization Pitbulls. Fridays. Yep. Friday, uh eight AM. Eight AM yeah. Friday. And you also do uh, radio in, t in Dallas? Yeah, I'm on a syndicated show called the Kid Craddock Morning Show. Right. I've been doing that since I was 18. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that plays, I think, in, I think in like 48 different markets. Oh, all over Texas or all over? No, all over the U.S. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. Yeah, so that was a big one for me. I got that gig when I was in high school. Um, that one was cool. They had like a cool just like old school competition. You would submit a mix and they would just choose who they wanted to choose wow yeah and it was really cool shout out mike morse from from radio djs that's the guy who oh runs mike all morse that. the man yeah yeah i i uh, last time i saw him was the launch of beat source when we had a party and we had a whole talk and he was telling me how he loves the podcast and i was saying he needs to come on i, I gotta reconnect with him yeah, yeah mike was like one of the guys who took me under his wing too that's so dope. shout out to my, uh, mike morse he gave me some cool opportunities man i think because of him i played in front of like Emmett Smith and wow. Roger Staubach and Dirk Nowinski, crazy like the Dallas sport guys. Yeah, but it was of course. super super dope, man. That's super so dope. crazy. I love radio though, man. I love you do. love radio. Is yeah. that every morning? Uh, yeah, no, it's on Friday mornings as well. Oh, okay, okay. But I I kind of jump on. How do you do all? How do you do all this stuff? No, how <laughs> do you do both mixes? Like, how long is are the mixes? What do you have to do? So flush the format is like fifteen minutes. It's like super fast. The kid Craddock one. Yeah, it's like power, and it's how like, many fifteen minute sets? Just one. Oh, but I play like twenty songs. It's like a huge like. Um, I actually oh, so produce you do those. a fifteen minute mix set, and then they do this talk show yeah, around yeah. it. So it's kind of like the opener. 
to the uh, to the Friday mornings. Oh, that's almost harder than doing our mix up because you got to do something impressive every single week and different. Yeah, but you use a lot of the same songs, I'm sure, right? Uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah. And well, there's a, there's a big group a new of 15 us. Fifteen minute routine every week. I do it once a month or once every oh. two months, so it's oh. not too bad. But yeah, even now that I've done it for so <laughs> long, I'm like, man, I'm kind of running out of like classics. I know because it's flushed the format, so they don't want you to play new stuff. It's a oh, bunch of older stuff. Oh, flush the format. Sorry, I didn't know what yeah. you're saying. That's the name of your segment. Yeah, yeah. And it's like flush that format out of here. Like right, okay. right. So we, I just play random, like super open format uh, sets. Okay. Fifteen minutes. I don't even play verses. I just do hooks. Right. Like hooks, 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 and it, it works out. I love playing on there because a lot of listeners will follow me and then hit me up like, "Yo, right. that mix was crazy." And same with globalization. I just started doing that for the last year and a half and. Globalization has been great, man. Getting some of the feedback like from all over is just nuts. I get people that will just like kind of show themselves playing my mixes in right. the car and stuff. And I'm like, this is exactly what I wanted to do. Where so are some of the craziest cool. places like people have listened from? Uh, I think I've had someone from like, was it Finland or something like that? Um, I've had people from Australia, I think. That's I don't know if I don't know if it was in Australia, thing, but Sirius she was like, XM. "I'm repping Australia," right. so I don't know. Wow, yeah, but yeah, Sirius XM. I mean, yeah, it's global. crazy, crazy cool, man. I wow. just go on there and do my thing. I do all the sc- cuts and scratches and routines on there too, like mid set, right? And they love it. They love it. I, that's what I do like about globalization is there's no rules. Like you yeah. can kind of just do what you want. I mean, obviously you want to hit some of the hot songs, yeah. but. Yeah. You can go far back uh, as much as you want, or oh, any yeah. genre that you Dude, want. What you guys have put together over there is impressive because I remember it from day one. I remember Phenom telling me about it and seeing what he was putting together. And yeah. now, I mean, from your shows to all the dope people on there and Spite Attack and uh, yeah, Precise, White Shadow, all those guys. Precise, like everyone brings their own thing to it. Yeah, and um, it's just fun, dude. It's so I've much played fun. a few guest sets and I had so much fun because they were like, do whatever you want. I'm like, whatever I want. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> whatever you want. It's, it's, that's why I think it's cool because I did a local show. Vlad's has a show on there, right? Don't yeah, every Monday, yeah. 7 p.m. Pacific. There we go. Nice. <laughs> it's just cool how, how open we can be because in Dallas, I did Kiss FM for like five years, and it was like they told me every single song to play. Right. Like, yeah, it was like you only have 18 minutes, so you have to let the whole song ride Yeah. because you only have four songs you can play. And I was like, what? It kind of takes away the creativity. Yeah. And I was just trying to find ways to be better at it. But once I got put on globalization, I was like, this is amazing. Right. We can do whatever we want. People love it. Uh, it's just cool. You can really create your own show. Yeah. And you're and I only I'm only on for an hour and yeah, I get I get lost. Eight AM Friday eight to nine AM yeah. Friday morning. Or I think it's actually nine AM central time. So do you I don't know what talk time. or you just I just mix, yeah. And mix someone hosts it or they just play. I think your it mix. just plays. I think it just does that on yeah, the text. Yeah. 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 It, that's the only thing with uh um, my car doesn't have Sirius XM anymore. Oh. And so I'm like, yo, I want to, I have to do the app. I still pay for it just so I can, uh, really listen, you yeah. know, but I, that was, that's the one thing about my car. I wish it had it because <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was, you know, I listened to Howard Stern. I listened to globalization. I listened right. to all, and I just get ideas. I go on the eighties station and all the different seventies yep. station. I'm like, I forgot about that song. I could remix. Yeah. That. Sirius XM is dope, dude. Luckily my car has it. So I'm like. Yeah, Yay. I, don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> oh, it just has it built in. Yeah, nice. I think it does. Yeah, yeah, mine. It's just yeah, I gotta get it. I gotta I gotta get it in there somehow. I just do the app, but then I forget. There's like too many ways to listen. 
it's funny with Spotify and all this stuff that that like sometimes I don't know what to listen to, you know, because I'm There's like so much. It's too much. I'm yeah. like, where's the playlist I want? Or like <laughs> with my kid, I'm like, I want to play him all this new stuff, but then I'm like, oh, and then he just wants to hear like, are you more of a Spotify guy or Apple Music kind of dude? Uh, I pay for both. I like both, and I ha- I I see pros and cons to both. Yeah, but that's I think how I feel. Spotify better is my go-to. Okay, cool. I feel like. Uh, there's certain things with the navigation of um, the playlists, the radio factor of it, right. the um, just the way they do it and run it, the people making the playlists. Apple has really – their live radio is insane. I don't think people realize how dope yeah, it is. I, don't think, I didn't even know they did live radio. Dude, they have the dopest people ever really? on there. Like, oh, wow. They have Stretch and Bobito have a show. Uh, Kenny Dope. Um, everybody ever that's dope has a radio show on there. But that's the thing. We're we're the biggest fans of these people, and mm. we don't even know. I I had like I had a meeting with someone there, and then I started looking into all the shows, and I'm like, I didn't even know all of this was <laughs> happening. At any moment, you could just pop it on, and like a really dope nice. DJ, we like Rich Medina. Like so many people are on there. Right. Um, Doing that, which I didn't know either. You scroll that radio tab. Yeah, I got to check it out. And you go. They have something called Apple Music Hits and Apple Music One. But the Hits one now has all these crazy dope shows. Um, and it'll be like Stretch Armstrong playing funk breaks or like, you know, the nice. dopest shit. And you nice. can listen to them archive too like they're all oh listen back. back and even people djs have never heard of that are playing crazy they're not even necessarily as skilled skill wise but they're playing really cool stuff um so yeah that's the thing spotify i think they're trying to do the podcasting they're trying to do all that but they're all over the place yeah but i feel like as far as the music and the and the playlists you know spotify yeah, for, for listening, you know, and of course, Beat Source can't leave them out. Yeah, uh, you know, they yeah. obviously have the best playlist for DJs and right, all right. that stuff. But it's a, it's more specialized towards that. Um, yeah, and the fact that I can transfer my Apple and my Spotify playlist over to Beat Source easily is dope, or vice versa. Sometimes I've taken a D James playlist from Afrobeats. I just want to listen to my car, and yeah. I'll just transfer it from Beat Source over to Spotify. Oh and then man, Afrobeats is great. I saw it like prime time when I went to the UK. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. I didn't realize how big Afrobeats is. Yo. Now I play Afrobeats like it's everywhere. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And even in the past couple months, I feel like it just got added to this billboard charting thing. And it's getting, I, I mean, right now on the radio, I hear, I know it's not traditional Afrobeats. I don't, I don't know if someone's going to kill me for saying this, but <laughs> the Doja Cat song, Woman. Woman, I mean, yeah. that sounds like Afrobeats to me. Yeah, it's the I, same vibe. Um, they were playing that in They the play UK. that here on the radio all day, every day. And, now, like, WizKid is so mainstream. WizKid, that other song, I forgot what it is, but um, this huge Afrobeats song out CK, right now. Yeah, CK, CK. Love, Love Nawadi. I mean, the fact that those are pretty big right now, I think, is a vision into and the they future. Were, and they were playing those, like, 12.30, like, prime time, and people were just, like, Right, geeking out like yeah. if you just played a DMX track. I think like, the only place that happens is a specialized party or London, obviously mm-hmm. Africa cities out there. You yeah. know, uh, Ghana, Nigeria, and South Africa and stuff. But um, and New York, like there's this party tonight. I wish I was in New York tonight. Um, All Afrobeats Wednesdays uh, by DJ MoMA and Ellie Escobar called Dance Dance Dance, mm-hmm. and I went there. 
I don't know, right? Like a bit before the pandemic, I was just in New York on a Wednesday night. My friend's like, yo, you're there. Go to LeBain at the Standard. And I was like, I'm by myself. Like, I got, I feel weird, you know? And he's like, just go, trust me. So I just go, just show up. I was like, all by myself, just like chilling <laughs> in the corner. And holy shit, it was like, they were playing, they're insane DJs. They're some of the best DJs in the world, those two guys. But like, so they were mixing in other things, but it was mainly Afrobeats. Afro. And this was two and a half, three years ago. Oh, wow. And oh my God, I had to just Shazam the shit out of it. That was And me. people are dancing and like, it was so inspirational. I went back to my room until the sun was coming up and I'm, I'm going through these playlists and songs and learning. And then I remember I came back and I played a... Uh, Afrobeat set at the Beat Source party, and that was the first time I met D James and all these people. And he's like, "How do you know about all this?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I was just in New York, yeah. and I'm listening to them." And now it's—I mean, MoMA's going to South Africa and doing all these things all over. Gotcha. And so that party, I saw them promote that it's back in New York tonight. I was like, "Oh, I wish I was there." Yeah, man. Um, but it's Afrobeats, parties like that. It's yeah. being around that and getting that inspiration. I had the same like uh, experience. I went the first night. Heard a bunch of Afrobeats. Yeah. Went back to the hotel room and was like, I'm downloading all this stuff. Because yeah. I knew I was going to play the next day. And, yeah, luckily I got a pretty good playlist. Actually, I was on BeatSource, like, looking at the songs that oh they were playing God. on there. And I was like, I'm going to just use that. Yeah. And it worked. D. It James worked. has so much. Yeah, like, D. James. D. James was there. I was I was hanging out with D. James and G2. Nice. Shout out all those guys. Yeah. yeah. We had Dan I had Danny with me. Yo, shout to G2. Uh, G2. Is the best. He just DMs me out of nowhere, and he's like, um, "Is your son a Manchester United fan?" Oh, because yeah. my son's like super athletic, soccer, and into right? soccer. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. what time is he? he's probably heading over right now to play on this crazy club team, and he's that's he, what he wants to do. Dope. Um, and I go, yeah. He goes, uh, he goes, I'm the DJ for Manchester United. You know, we can we hook you up. And I'm like, yeah. So he ended up sending me a custom jersey with DJ Spider on the back and like Ronaldo's no. number. And then he sent my son one with a Ronaldo jersey. And we both have it. We like took pictures. That guy's the best. Just like he did it yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, G2 and I was like, yo, I love like that. My son was, couldn't believe it. You know, he's like, wait, what? You get sent things like that? You know, it's just <laughs> so cool. Like to his dad. His hospitality gets, was so nice too when we were so over there. So cool, man. So, so nice. And I, that I, man can drink, dude. Really? Yeah. Oh God, G2 okay. can drink. Well, I'm going to go. I got to go out there. I was talking to Prospect actually yesterday, the day before, yeah. and about trying to get out there because I really want to just go DJ out there again. And Yeah, I think I mean, Prospect's I went out there. In Scotland, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. He works with Charlie Sloth. Right. And, yeah. uh, I'm going to have them on the podcast too. Ooh, that's going to be cool, man. Um, but yeah, they're out in LA and he does Apple Music stuff too. He, Charlie Sloth has a show, right. like a big show on, on Apple Music. Yeah, I think I've, um, I've listened to some of the. But yeah, like uh, I really want to get out there and, and hang with all those dudes and and just see Afrobeats. Uh, yeah, being like played the prime time Afrobeats was so cool, man. Yeah, I loved being out there, seeing that culture just kind of opened my eyes. I was like, whoa, okay, right? Because that was the first time I've ever been outside the U.S. Yeah, so being huge. able to go and play and just like see the culture, yeah. I was so nervous when I played. I think I played at a spot called History. Okay, and it was like eight hundred people club, and we walked in prime time. I was so nervous because the guy was playing a bunch of songs I've never heard before. It's like uh, yeah. drill music. Oh yeah, is what it was. Yeah, right. And so I just it's like drill and that grime out yeah. from out there. It's even crazier. It was crazy seeing them like get lit to that stuff. So <laughs> I just started playing like pop smoke and and just stuff kind of similar to that vibe. And it was it was a good time. But you'll love Manchester, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was so much fun. Oh, so I much. Gotta fun. make it out there. Yeah. 
Hopefully soon. Maybe this summer. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I've, if you go, I'll go. Shoot. Okay. Because I want a reason to go back out there. I Prospect, gotta, too, was like, come on, man. I got you. Yeah, I talked to him yesterday. He's like, when do you think's a good time? I'm like, oh, you tell me. I don't know. Uh, so I'll, I'll figure out figure out when, when we can make it happen. Um, but, um, yeah, maybe after the Beyond beyond the Music retreat or something like that. So. Um, so man, we've uh, we've hit so many angles. Um, is there uh, there was some other stuff I wanted to talk to you about? Like, what's what music is working for you right now? You know, like I think you mentioned earlier, like just like genre wise or song wise yeah. or men in Texas. I think we're really liking like the Guaracha remixes. Okay, my homie uh, ETX back home makes some really dope ones for DJ City yep. actually. Yeah. I'm always hitting them up like, dude, send me some of your stuff, bro, please. Yeah. Because they love that stuff. Like, prime time, it's just, like, energy. Right. Um, I feel so like even in Vegas, that stuff works. Yeah? So I was playing some okay, of it. Dope. Yeah. Yeah, Guaracha's huge. because well, you mix it in with the peppas and stuff. Exactly. You know, even fits. if it's not the exact genre, like. It fits, Just yeah. kind of give it the, the Latin up-tempo vibe. Latin. Yeah. Uh, that. Um, I'm still playing, like, you know, big room stuff. Yeah. Which I think more, it's, like, more tech house now, really. Right, like part. almost that minimal te- tech yeah. house baseline with something they can re- recognizable they could sing along that, to yeah. a little bit, and then hip hop just like normal. But yeah. other than that, man, I think it's Texas is pretty open to everything, so right. it's pretty cool. What are you? What nights are you playing, or what are your residencies? Uh, I'm pretty open. I'm I'm kind of weird about residencies because I like to jump a lot, yeah, especially right now. But I did pick up a residency on Saturday at Punk Society. Um, on Saturday, and then every other Sunday, I'm at El Chingon in Fort Worth. Dope. Um, and I think hopefully they're going to start having me uh, flying to the El Chingon in San Diego at least once a month as well. So those are my right my three. Oh yeah, so you didn't even do it when you were there. You just did sidebar. No, I did San. I did. I did oh. there, but I don't know if they're going to have me back. They were talking about doing a residency, so hopefully, right. hopefully that kind of comes up. But yeah, I played El Chingon Friday, Saturday. No, sidebars Friday. El Chingo on Saturday, Sunday in San Diego. Oh, dope! But I'm always at the one here in Texas in Fort Worth. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's where that's where we hung. Right. Um, that's cool. And when you said like you get booked by DJs, not the club bookers, um, what do you mean? Like, do, well, well, on on the other hand too, do you have anyone that helps you with your bookings, or do you do everything yourself? Uh, Danny West, man, is really the biggest guy that kind of helps me get connected with a lot of people. Okay. But most of the times, yeah, if, if it's anybody, it's just they're hitting me up directly. Like, yo, I'm a fan of your work. Like, right. I'm a DJ at this spot. Like, okay, come out, dude. Like, I got you. Or we'll right. fly you out if you want to come play. So it's just really like DJs are the main guys that are like, you know, yo, yeah. love your work. Like, yeah. super dope. I play your edits. Like, come out and play my spot. So that's that's kind of what I mean by like. The DJs are right. the ones that, that That's that what me. gets your foot in the door. And yeah. then the people that actually sign the checks are like, oh, yeah. Thank and then, you then for that's when I shake the owners right. in and all that stuff. So, but so. you don't have like a booking agent or manager type thing. No, You're just, just handling yourself. Just me. Yep. Yep. And, and like, I'm trying to figure that out. Right. I'm getting crazy right now. I'm like, man, I need an assistant. Yeah. Well, like that. sometimes that's better than having a booking agent manager person if it's not needed. You know what I mean? Right. I think you'll know when it's needed. And you can also try working with someone and realize this isn't working or this is helping me so much. Yeah. I'm making more money. Have you ever had anybody like that that kind of helped yeah. you out like an assistant? Oh, no. Uh, well, yes, I've had like some intern type assistant people. Um, gotcha. I think the only problem was that anyone that I worked with like was super dope and so then they would like 
go do something really dope. <laughs> I wouldn't, they wouldn't stay my assistant. <laughs> like I want to help really dope people. So then when they would help me out, like now they're all doing everyone that's ever done it with me is like now like a huge A and R, a big producer, or like okay, doing some really gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. boss yeah. type shit now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, um, like I don't damn. have anybody anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, I'm so happy for them, but yeah, it's hard to keep them around. And then also, I've pretty much for the there's been year gaps where it's like been a few years where I didn't, but I've always had a booking agent or a manager or whatever that is in our open format world. Okay. So I kind of didn't need an assistant because they were okay. doing that and taking my money anyway. So gotcha. um, we'd be working together in that respect. Um, Sweet. But yeah, I mean, there comes a point where you either could build your own thing and have an assistant and, and, that's in way investing in yourself, you know, same thing where you're just paying out or just hopefully get a booking agent manager yeah. person who's going to get a percentage, you know, cause gotcha. you don't want the assistant to be working off the percent. Right. Thing. It's kind of right, weird. Right. Yeah. I just sometimes get tired of like doing the booking stuff. I know. I'm like, man, I just want to focus on the music and I yeah. wish someone could focus on the dates and the prices and yes. all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's people that do that. That's what they do. Yeah. And, um, I think, you know, eventually they'll come to you, but also, uh, there'll come a point where maybe you need to start looking into that yeah, and yeah. like see what the right fit is. And a lot of times I've noticed that people want to be on the biggest agency or with the most connected person, which definitely helps. But a lot of times you just end up being at the bottom of the barrel when if you're just with one or if you're with somebody that only has just you or like a few people and they really believe in you, you might be better off right. on that in that respect because they're just focused on you and they're not like, Oh, I got to book all these huge people before you. Sorry. You know, you're right. new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel that. So it's, uh, and, and honestly the, the DJ, the booking agency manager whole thing for open format DJs is still new ish. You know, it didn't even exist when okay. we were starting in 2006. That wasn't even a thing. And I've just, it, it used to just be one person for everybody. Then it's like evolved into this whole thing. Yeah. So, it's still growing. There's no right way to do it. You know, someone could like hack the system in a way and like make it work better. You know, everyone's just still yeah. figuring, figuring it out. Right. Right. Yeah. That's how I feel like I'm, I'm always asking questions, man. Cause yeah. I'm just like, I don't really understand well, EDM, what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like some of the bigger ticketed salespeople, the EDM people or those, you know, they'll have a, a booking agent. That's all they do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A manager that's full manager stuff, you know, like a lawyer, like all the different sides of it. So, and I think for our world, that's not necessarily needed. Some of the numbers are lower. So if you're yeah. paying 15% <laughs> to a booking agent, 10% to yeah, a manager, like, 5% to a lawyer, and you have a $800 gig, <laughs> what yeah. is the purpose of any, and yeah, they pay and taxes, yeah. you know, it's like, that's true. Um, that's, that's the thing, you know, but hopefully they make you more money and it all works out. Right. Right. Know? And that's what we've been talking about. Anyways, the DJs need to get paid more money <laughs> trying to up that gas price is going up. So I got so DJ hearing, prices need to go up. Yeah. <laughs> gas station across the street, $7 gas right now. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. I was driving through when I came right now, I was just taking pictures of all the gas oh prices. Oh my God. I, I drove like, up. This is nuts. This, I mean, we're in Beverly Hills, so this spot is extremely expensive but still 699 i'd never seen it that high that's crazy that was like thank god i got an electric car me too I would I'm, be. Like, yeah. I'm but my wife doesn't so i'm just like still paying for I it still see, yeah we still see the credit card yeah <laughs> like damn it's that much that's nuts um yeah oh my god well uh is there is there any um 
you know, any other stuff you want to touch on, like like that you that maybe we forgot to talk about? I feel like we hit like a lot of angles. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I think we I think we did hit about everything. Yeah. Social media. I just want to make sure that anything, a lot of the uh, yeah. the younger guys are just know, man, to just be you, like I said, and work hard, man, because I feel for them. I see a lot of the younger dudes, and I just yeah. want to make sure that you know you know that things are gonna happen if you just stay consistent. Yeah. And work hard. You know, that Mamba mentality for sure. Yeah. But yeah, That's other so than true. that, man, I think I think we did cover about everything for sure. You got any questions for me? Um <laughs> I do I always have family questions, man, since I'm a new family yeah. man. How how is the life like traveling constantly when you're like hardly ever home? Like I think this last week I was home for one day throughout the week because I yeah. hit three different cities. And I was just like trying to comfort, you know, my family. How do you I do know. that? How do you do that kind of stuff? I don't have the answer, I will say, unfortunately, um, besides that, you know, you just got to try to balance as best you can, you know, yeah. just like anything else. You just give it your all, give it your best and be as genuine as you can in right. every situation. Same with the family. And um, there's I'm still learning. My kid's nine. You know, he's different than when he was two, you know, when gotcha. he was two. Okay. He doesn't know what's happening. He doesn't remember when I was gone every week when gotcha. he was two. You so know, now it hits my wife does, you know, and yeah. thank God she was like, go do your thing. And right. thank God we had people to help us and parents and this and that. Yeah. She needed to do stuff. But um, it's hard, you know, because now that he's older, it's like, when are you going? Where are you going? When are you coming back? What's happening? Uh, are you going to come to my game? Oh, you missed my tournament. Uh, yeah. So it's a different thing than like. <laughs> You know, he's like a person now. He's going to yeah, remember this. His you feelings know? will get kind of hurt and stuff like that. Yeah, right? kind of. But but then at the same time, I guess there's that balance of don't be too hard on. In the same way, don't be too nervous. Don't be too hard on yourself and beat yourself up. You got to do this. You're doing this for your family. You're going and doing all this stuff yeah. for them. And you're doing it for yourself. There'll be a point where your kid is old and out doing their thing. And so you got to still be yourself yeah. and, and be successful in doing your thing. So I think, you you know, it's just a matter of. Just really, um, like finding that balance, you know, yeah. and, um, but also not, not putting the work stuff too much ahead of your kids stuff, because there is a lot of things I missed out on through family stuff, looking back where I'm like, that probably wasn't that important gotcha. or going to this thing or yeah. maybe picking and choosing what I go to and, okay. and just realizing that you have some things that some other people don't have, you know, whether it's a pro or con, but Yes, I want to just fly off to South by Southwest. And yes, my wife probably would have been cool with it. But I don't know. Should I be going and spending all the money and doing the thing? And right. you can decide what's what's worth it or not. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take all that in for sure. I right? think being, like, open and communicative has helped me yes. tons, you know. Yeah. I think my family knows what I'm trying to do and my journey and what I love doing. So, yeah. like you said, they're always willing to help. So, it's not so right. bad. but. Yeah, uh, I do feel I do sometimes feel bad when they're just alone at the crib and I'm out partying somewhere. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, me too. But then, you know what? Like my wife, she has a new business and she's been traveling a lot lately, like more and more. And she'll have to go to Montana for a week. And I kind of get to see what she's like, you know, yeah. so she's gone for the week and it's all good. You yeah. know what I mean? Honestly, we have a great I mean, I, we miss her. I love having her around. Right, but like. Right. It's great. We have a great time. Everything's cool. We're not like, 
I don't think we're thinking about her as much as she's thinking about us, or vice versa. Like gotcha. the way that when I'm on the road, like damn, I'm missing out on yeah. everything. So that's me. They're fine. You know what I mean? Really, when <laughs> okay, it comes down cool. to it, they're all good. They probably weren't even thinking about me. Yeah. And that's what the pandemic taught me was, I was home for months, and it was in a way they I felt like they were annoyed with me. Like I'm gotcha. like all that time, and I'm like. They must miss me so much. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> oh, they were fine. Like, yeah. I just, am, I'm like just making it harder That's on them funny. sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It was kind of nice just to have me four days, you know? <laughs> so I think that. It's almost like get over yourself. My ego yeah. is too big. Like, yeah. you know, okay, like, yeah, maybe that's what it is. And if I can help bring money and things, then They're then that's good. good. And yeah. if my wife's out making money in Montana, then hey, let's go. I'll take my. That's the way I'm I happy see it, yeah. to go take my son to every practice and do whatever. Right, and, right. And then if I gotta go get a babysitter and do that and go meet people at night because that's my life. That's my life. And this is just our weird life, you yeah, know. And it is weird. It's different. It's like different. I can't speak to my like my dad about it because he doesn't understand. Yeah, you know what I mean. The industry is just weird. So right. That's why I'm always asking DJs. I'm yeah, like, dude, how do you do it? Like I want to know how you do it. Is it hard? Is right. it easy? I get different answers all the time, but well, I do love it them depends. all. I think some people, some people don't care about having a kid or being a dad that much. You know what I mean? They're right, just like, right. whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, or I've gotten that. People have different. Too. Yeah, I know people that have kids and nobody knows they have kids. It's like <laughs> yeah. hidden away. And I'm like, how are you out every night nonstop? Like, are you ever? Yeah. You know, I want, I love being a dad. I love being with my kid, you know, and I, I yeah, want same. to do that. And I want him to remember that. And I want him to feel secure and happy and and us to have these memories you know so that's my own decision um but but at the same time yeah i think i'll go over the top with it in the same way i do with my dj sets where yeah. it's like i'm probably overthinking it like yeah, maybe it's just something we do because i'm the same way yeah but you're right i get home and you know it's all healthy and good like everything's right. straight so. exactly yeah as long as you have a, a good team of people around you that support i think it's fine yeah. and like they don't remember a lot of shit, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I went out of my way to like stay up all night, come home, be there for this, take him to Disneyland, this, that, like, I don't even think he, then it's like, do you even remember this trip or this or that? And he's, he's like, like nah. no, <laughs> like we're going in, I'm taking him to New York. I'm taking him to Atlantic city tomorrow, which I was telling you guys, like, I've never seen a child in Atlantic city. So we'll <laughs> yeah. see what <laughs> yeah. my son thinks of it. But then we're going to go to New York for a week and I'm just going to show him all about New York city and, um, and I did that before I took him to New York for a week and I was so excited. We had the best time ever and I have so many videos and pictures and I'm like, Oh man, you remember all that? And he's like, I don't remember anything. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> the crazy. amount of money and time you put in, like, not that you shouldn't do it. I'm still happy we did it. Right. Right. But it's funny because we overthink everything yeah. of like. For sure. Even these kids that are like, look, this kid's an amazing DJ and he's six years old. I'm like, that kid could turn nine and not even remember doing that. You know That's what I true. mean? Like, I show my kid old videos of him playing a sport or doing a thing and he's like, I don't remember that. You That's know? wild. I wonder if these kid DJs that are like amazing when they're six years old are just going to be like, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Like when they turn 20. They're, they're going like, to turn 12 and be like, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's going to be crazy. I know. Like, I wonder <laughs> if that's even, yeah. Who knows, man? So Who I don't knows? have all the answers, but um, yeah, it's all you good. know. I think as long as you care, then that's it. Yeah. You know? Okay. Cool. Just like keep that in mind. And for as sure, long man. as you try, right? You yeah. Know what I mean, it's just, I love it though, man. It's like it gives me a bigger motivation to go out yeah. and like really, really do this thing because it is all I do. Right. It's all I've ever really done. So yeah. 
all the money I make is like goes towards the house and goes yeah, towards the kids. Me too, hundred so, percent. That's so, yeah. what I'm saying. So I got to go out and grind it. You know, yeah. that's what I tell them. It's like I'm just working. The harder the part the is those hours in the day when I'm trying to do the DJ stuff, like the routines and the edits and the things. And now that he's older, when he was two, he was like, oh, go take a nap or a thing. But now it's like, now he's like, well, what are you doing? When can you come play Madden with me yeah. or something? Or you they're know? bored, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So then I'm like, that's harder because then I want to have an external place so I don't feel that, like, the guilt trip thing or the, like, should I go um, gotcha. play basketball with him? But I should be doing this, getting ready for my set, you know, and whatever. So yeah, that's been something I'm still figuring out. Yeah, I try to make sure I make time, like out of the day, to just make sure. Yeah, I I'm think that's where time management then, is good. And I'm not great at time management still at this point in my yeah, life. Yeah, time management. But yeah, is trying crazy. to be like, I spent this much time on the DJ stuff. I'm sure I could do more, but like, I'm done for the day. Now I'm gonna go do this. Right. Week. That's why I tell him like, everything I had to do today, I'm done. I can go through the park. Let's go play basketball. And then when he goes to sleep at 9.30 at night, I'm back doing whatever I got to do, right. writing back the emails. And yeah, time matters a lot now, a yeah, lot. Like, hard. I'll get guys that hit me up, and they're like, yo, like, let's make an edit together. And I'm like, okay, but it's got to be an edit that I can post because I only have this much time to make yeah. a weekly edit. Right. And you know what I mean? So it's like I'm super, super, like, just time, time is huge for me right now. Yeah. Especially with, with my kid. So it's yeah. been crazy. But uh, Yeah, same. But yeah, dude. This has been amazing. Yo, this I is incredible. This. Mark Cuts. I wish we had shots. Yo, shot of water. <laughs> shot of water. <laughs> we drank it all anyway. <laughs> um, well, we'll get you some some good things that Callie have to offer before yes, you go back. Please. <laughs> please. Um, not gas, but uh, <laughs> the, the other kind of gas. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yo, yeah, thank you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving us your perspective. And thank you for everything you do for the DJ culture. Um, it's dope, man. You really, thank you know, you, your, your generation is adding so much. And you especially, you know, from the radio shows to the edits to the remixes to all the stuff you do I think is really dope. And just your attitude as a whole I think is amazing and such a, you know, thing that is needed in our industry. So thanks, man. Yeah, dude, that's cool to hear, especially yeah. from you, bro. So yeah. Thank you. Thank yes, you, man. we're all here to support each other. Yeah, yeah. We're all a big DJ fam. And uh, there's enough room for everybody as much as we're all like these solo artists, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like a weird thing, you know, we're like boxers or something. Right, <laughs> like right. Heading into the ring. But, yo, thank you, and uh, have a safe flight back to Texas. Yeah, man, for sure. Thank you, bro. All right, peace. Yo, thank you to Mark Cuts for flying all the way out here. We didn't even do it virtually. He flew all the way out here, and he's flying all the way back to Texas the same day, and that is incredible, and I give it up for him. That was amazing. So glad he did that because it was cool hanging out. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Keep in touch, rate and review the podcast and uh, hit me on Instagram at DJ Spider if you want to. The 20 podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us, join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.